Welcome to The Faithful Servant, a podcast reaching you in the midst of your battles where you can find hope, joy, wisdom, and healing. My name is Eric Howland, and at the end of the day, my hope is that I can hear the words, well done, my faithful servant. Welcome to this week's episode of The Faithful Servant. Now, last week you heard a conversation between my biological mom and myself and kind of got into the history of where I came from and a little bit about some of my issues with abandonment. On today's episode, I want to introduce you to not only my biological mom, but my mom who raised me. Uh, so today's episode is going to be one, it could be interesting. <laughs> There's going to be, I think, some interesting truths that come out of this. But most importantly, uh, it's a conversation of my two moms. And I want to start with you, my mom who raised me. Okay. Uh, like I talked about in the previous episode of, I got done with this therapy session of dealing with abandonment and I called you up and I said, we need to find my biological mom. When you think of that conversation, what ran through your head? Um, I can see the conversation. I, I, you were, I know you were having issues with abandonment, and I thought, well, if he wants to find her, I think that's probably a good thing. I mean, I have to say, honestly, you know, of course, there's a little twinge of, oh, dear, you know, but uh, it all turned out well, and I know about abandonment with, with adoptive uh, children. A small percentage of them have it, and Eric did. He had problems, and I knew where to go to find out who she was. So when you think of that moment of, because I mean, there are parents out there that are gonna say, no, I'm not willing to help you. Right. But you didn't hesitate at all. You were supportive in that decision. What yeah. was the main reason? I did not feel threatened. Some people feel threatened. I had a friend who was adopted, and when her parents passed, she looked at like birth certificates and things and everything had been blacked out. They absolutely, you know, they were never going to tell her. But I just didn't feel that way. I felt that we had a strong family and strong enough ties that there was room. So we made that decision to go forward and you called Cheryl in and not when, not Cheryl Lynn I called somebody else but okay yeah <laughs> uh, when you think of that conversation 
that you had with that person mm-hmm. what was that like oh i know where she is she lives in blair and of course i was going oh really uh no hesitation whatsoever on this person's part to tell me she had worked at the office and in hipaa's rules today it probably would have been no but she did she wasn't working there anymore so she she told me who she was she told me where she lived so so then when we got to that place and that first day that i met my mom Were there any hard feelings from you? No, no, of course not. No, I I will say that when when I called the person, I did not call Bonnie. I called an uncle or someone. Gave them the the story. No, I, yeah, yeah. You you gave me that phone number and we called. Well, we called. Yeah. Okay, we and called. I, and I yeah. talked to him. All right, yeah. yeah. And we, so, because I didn't want to just, boom, call out of the blue. And, right. Yeah, so anyway, no, there there was no. So, if you could, since she's sitting here right next to you, mm-hmm. what would you say to her? I would say to her, thank you. Um, we had adopted uh, another son previously probably would not have ever gotten any more children because at that time there were not through the agencies there weren't that many available and but we wanted always wanted to have two and this was our great chance to complete our family which we did so when you think of that way back go 43 years back okay (laughs) you got that phone call that there was an opportunity to adopt another son right do you remember it of course what was that phone call just the office the doctor's office calling said they had a possibility of a child that was needed to be adopted and would we be interested and I had known the doctor we were friends actually um, and we talked about it of course a little bit between the two of us my husband and I and said of course yes we were kind of hoping for a girl but uh that's all right (laughs) well (laughs) right yeah and you were told that i was a girl so yeah but uh, you know i don't know bonnie you could have uh, i tried (laughs) so you know one other topic real quick that i want to hit on is uh i I told a story last week of that day that we were in the yard cleaning and that was the first time that i truly understood what being adopted was do you remember that when you were small yeah when i was five years old yeah yeah so when you hear your son look at you 
and say to you, I know why you bought me? I know why, yes, I know why you bought me because I'm such a hard worker. You were raking leaves or working in the yard, yes. I. How do you, how do you have a conversation and, and this is speaking to mothers out there who have adopted children. How, how do you speak to a child for them to understand what it means to be adopted? Well, we always told you from the time you and your brother were young that you had a family that for whatever reason couldn't take care of you and we loved you and wanted to have you in our family and never ever said anything negative about adoption or the uh, family and you just and then as you got older explain more and more of what happened yeah, you start young though people that wait I think it's can be a big mistake so just that constant communication of you know and I've talked about this over many podcasts is just that constant encouragement that one you love them right but encouraging them that you know that the circumstances that might have happened were not of your fault right and i would tell you stories when you were real little we'd make up a story about it and talk about it that way so you would un understand and of course you didn't understand totally until you were older but yeah just telling things that at the age you were at you could understand so i'm gonna kind of switch here a little bit so again this is my biological mom bonnie hi sitting next to the mom who raised me <laughs> what would you say to her right now thank you for finding it in your heart to love him, to take care of him, and most important, never hurt him. Thank you. We try, and we do love him. He completed our family, and I thank you for that. You mean it wasn't Sparky, our dog? <laughs> oh, I forgot about Sparky. Yeah, well, I forgot. Yeah. Sparky didn't count. Okay. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> He's pretty special. Sparky was just a dog. Yeah. Um, do you have any questions for her about me? Because, you know, you've now known me for seven and a half years. Knowing me for that, like, what are your thoughts of me as a person in regards to how I was raised? Oh, wow. Well, um, it was nice to see that you were very spiritual 
I, I guess I just never assumed that your parents would be God-fearing, loving parents, you know. Um, and it was refreshing to know that you knew about God and 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 that your parents were the type of people that wanted to make sure that that you were a loving man, not just to yourself, but to your future family. I can't imagine what kind of life you would have had being with me. Not saying that I didn't love God, because I do, but at that time, it was like I turned my back for a while. It was a dark place. So I'm glad you had the parents to keep you safe, to teach you values, morals, love, respect, and kindness, to not only me, but to everybody that you approached. Are there any stories you want to bring <laughs> yes. up about those Tell values? Me. Yeah, those well, values. Tell no, me. no, I Tell do not. Me about them days where he was just a little stinker. He was a stinker. I know. I yeah. can tell. Yeah. No, Eric was actually Eric was always until he got a little older was always a very compliant. And I when he got older, he wasn't bad. I don't mean that, but. I will never forget, he came home from about first grade one day. And he was just, he was astounded, just like, Mom, some of the kids don't want to do what the teacher says. I mean, he, Eric is a very black and white person. He's, he's if this is the way it's supposed to be, that's the way it's supposed to be. And there's not much uh, gray area. Yeah. Now, sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's not so good, but yeah. Uh, but I know. bet you got stories to say about him just being out there himself, you know, with the teachers, you know, wanting to be just a little mischievous. Well, I could tell some things about high school, but I don't think they're fit for. Well, then we better not. I, I, you know, I I was talking to a person last night at. Youth United, who is thinking about joining as a volunteer, and you know, he, he was going. I just, I, I don't know if this is a good place for me because of my past and my past struggles. And we talked a little further about it, and he's, you know, telling me about his, you know, issues with drugs, uh, specifically marijuana. And I'm just looking at him, and I'm like, 
<laughs> yeah, been there, right? Uh, it, you know, if there's anyone here who can understand, you know, your struggles and if you're worthy enough to be a volunteer to high school students, let me encourage you to say that uh, I've led that life. Yes. And I think my, um, and I think you would agree that in high school, there were stressful nights uh, oh, wondering sure. Sure. if I was even going to either be in jail or be alive. Right. And that happened with both my kids, and we got through it. And I had no idea sometimes of some of the things that they have told me later in life. I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> you Really? So nothing, nothing. I mean, it wasn't bad, bad right? Stuff, not, you know. well, well, there were well, a couple things. So, <laughs> and this is this is going to be a question of when I was going through those hard times mm -hmm. in high school. Of you know, when the police know you by your first name, that's probably not a good trait to have. Uh, right. You being my mom who raised me, was there ever a point you're like, what did I sign up for by adopting this kid? Do I have to answer? Yes, <laughs> yes you do. No. I, well, in a joking way, sometimes, you know, uh, your dad and I would say, you know, we really didn't need to have these kids. <laughs> but not, no, not really. Of course not. Uh what other questions, Bonnie, would you have for my mom as far as not necessarily of who I, you know, who I was per se, but how she raised me? And when you look back on it, are you proud of how they raised me? And are you proud of who I've become as a man? I'm very proud of your mom and your dad for stepping up, not just for you, but for me. Um, because it not only gave you the love that you needed, but it gave me the opportunity to see someone who didn't know me and hopefully didn't judge me, but cared enough to take on the responsibility of loving that child, to allow him to grow, to ask questions, to be able to answer truthfully to him what he needed to hear. Um, you may not wanted to hear it, you know, but at least she was always honest with you. So, yeah, I'm I'm just so grateful and thankful that she she and your dad were there for you. That no matter what my mistakes were, they didn't hold them against me, and they didn't hold it against you. So, 
these are my two moms and I've got one question to end this for both of you mom for those people out there who are adoptive parents mm -hmm. what's the best advice that you could give them well partly what I already said please tell your children that you're they're adopted do not judge as Bonnie said I never judged what happened I remember carrying you home you were 36 hours old uh, you know in my lap no seat belt a seat uh, car seat yeah, back then, then, then you know. yeah and your dad would go over every bump and go oh, oh you know <laughs> But yeah, love your children. I've never ever felt like they were not my children or um, because they were adopted. And just love them and tell their story so that they can grow up. And if you have a child like Eric that had the abandonment issues, uh, let them follow through with it my other son he knows who his mother is his adoptive mother is but he doesn't it never bothered him you know like it did you but let them find them yeah so for you my last question is this is when you were in that position you had a choice to make you could be stubborn and say no this child is mine and I'm going to do everything I can to keep it or you can give it up for adoption we hinted and talked a little bit about it on the last episode but if you were to speak to someone in your shoes right now, what would you say to them? I would say follow your heart, but sometimes that's not true because you have to think of that newborn you have to think about what it means to him or her, how it's going to affect their life, how it's going to affect them emotionally, physically. Like I said, I could have kept you, but then that would have been selfish because I couldn't take care of you. And that would have hurt you more than anything in the world. And not just you, but your brothers. So, sometimes you have to weigh the good with the bad and hope and pray in your heart that you did the right thing. And that no matter where they're at, that they're safe and that they're loved. And maybe one day they'll forgive you.
to say it's okay. So, I, I, I guess I, you know, just this just popped into my head. I, I have one more question for both of you. Here I am, before, you know, an audience out there that I don't know most of them who's listening, being authentic of all of my struggles in the past, has my two moms. <laughs> what would you say to me? I'm proud of you, and I love you so very much. And I would say the same. I'm very proud of you. What you become, the man you become. You have. You are a wonderful father to your two little girls, and you're just a very nice human being. And I love you. We love you. Yeah, I have to say. Can I say one more thing? Absolutely. You know, we talk about the moms, but. Eric's dad was very, we went to games, he coached, I mean, you know, there, it wasn't just me, it was him too. Well, yeah, and I'm not. No, know, I know, not, no, I know, I know. Uh, I, I think they all know my history <laughs> with dad. Yes. Um, I love him, always will. Uh, we've gone through hard times and it's not, this episode is not to neglect who my father is. No, I know. Who he has taught me to be as a man either. Um, but for me, what I would say to you, Bonnie, is in your choice, thank you. It being a very difficult decision to make, I can't thank you enough for giving me life. And by your decision, the selflessness to give me the opportunity to have life and the affordability to be able to have so many different opportunities in life. I can't thank you enough. You're welcome. Uh, for you, the mom who raised me, to be the man that I am today, I can't thank you enough. You have taught me all these years of what it means to be a good person, to love others, To be black and white to a point, <laughs> mind you. Uh, but most importantly, I wouldn't be the father I am today without how you and dad raised me. Thank you. I. So, I, from my side, thank you to both of you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And that was the idea. So for you guys out there listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope you got a glimpse into what 
when you give hope a chance, when you give forgiveness a chance, when you give love a chance, the possibilities of having two moms be in the same room, sitting next to each other and loving each other is something that is so worth it. It's something that when you sit there and think about it is you have to have the ability to love. You have to open up your heart to be able to find your roots. You have to be able to open up your heart to understand where you came from. And you have to be thankful for how you were raised. So in this season of Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, remember your family. God gave those people to you for a reason. And as we go, when you do give love a chance, there are miracles to be had. And at the end of the day, when you look back at who you are, where you came from, you're going to be able to hear the words from both of your moms. Well done, my faithful servant.